0: Well, what a week for the Big 12. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. And it's great to be here with you after another wild week of Big 12 football, huh? And as we get it going, leave that rating and review on the podcast because guess what you get from us in return? For me personally, I put in the mail a Heartland College Sports koozie. Yes. I put it in the mail for you, a Heartland College Sports koozie just for you guys. So send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And we send you that koozie in the mail, and uh, you get to keep the beer cold, and we continue to build this show because of you. So thank you for that, guys. I really appreciate it. And let's just cut right to the chase. First off, congratulations to Iowa State. You have... Essentially punched your big 12 championship ticket. I guess it's 99 percent, which is just crazy. But you've essentially punched your ticket. So pinch yourself Iowa State fans. Congratulations. You're going to have a shot at a conference title for the first time in 108 years. It's just absolutely unbelievable uh, what's happened there. So uh, let's let's first off congratulate Iowa State fans and then dive into what is going to happen to Texas. And what should happen in Texas. So here's my my read on the Texas Longhorns right now and what should happen there. First off, I don't think you should fire Tom Herman unless you know that you've got Urban Meyer in the bag. If you are going to fire Tom Herman, who, uh, you know, is he the most likable guy? No, he's not. All right? Now, that doesn't matter if you win games. Like, it just, it doesn't matter. I think a lot of the best coaches in all sports aren't really likable people. But if you win games, nobody cares. If you don't win games, people care. All right? People care. And that's why I look at this and I say, okay, I'm not, like, the biggest Tom Herman fan. If you've listened to this show for any period of time, I'm just not. Uh, We had a little bit of a uh, back-and-forth tit-for-tat when he was at Houston. Myself and, and Tom Herman, I had some reporting on... Jobs he was connected to. He didn't like it. He actually called out the website. This was going back four years ago now, probably, that I had these reports. Um, and so we, we, we go back a little bit, Tom and I. He, he probably remembers some of it. It was before many of you are probably listening to this show. It was very early on in the Heartland College sports days. But uh, anyway, that put to the side, I would not fire Tom Herman unless I knew Urban Meyer wanted to be here. Now, there were some reports this week that Urban Meyer's wife was actually looking at real estate in Austin. Whether or not it's completely accurate, whether or not it's completely true, I do not know. I'm just telling you those reports were out there this week. But here's why you don't just bail on the guy. Who are you going to get? I mean, who's out there where you say to yourself, oh, geez, I, I just, I, I'm beside myself. Tom Herman's not getting the job done. But I got a lot of faith in... Whoever, Hugh Freeze, he's doing great at Liberty. He had some success in the SEC. Do you think Hugh Freeze is a massive upgrade over Tom Herman? Luke Fickle, a former Ohio State guy. I mean, Luke Fickle is at Cincinnati now. He's an Ohio guy. And while I believe that state lines don't mean what they meant 50 years ago, that doesn't feel like a Texas fit to me. The other names, uh, Graham Harrell, USC Offensive Coordinator, strong Big 12 ties, of course, former Tech quarterback. Eh, eh, no. Brent Venables, former OU Defensive Coordinator, Clemson Defensive Coordinator. I'm not convinced Brent Venables is a slam dunk or a massive upgrade. I mean, Brent Venables really has never shown interest in being a head coach. So, and you're going to hand him over Texas, which is, the biggest headache of a job in all of America. And I say that in a great way. I mean, you've got obviously the most, uh, the richest program in all of college football. You've got the Longhorn Network. You've got the richest boosters in college football, the most passionate boosters in college football. There's a a lot there that you got to deal with that Brent Venables shows no interest in wanting to deal with. Brent Venables could have been a head coach many times over. He's shown no interest. He's going to jump at Texas. I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, Matt Campbell, I, I, I just don't see Matt Campbell taking that job. Uh, now, if Matt Campbell is interested in Texas, I, you know, let's, let's talk. But I, I'll get to Matt Campbell here in a couple of minutes. But if Matt Campbell were to leave Iowa State, I don't see it being for the Texas Longhorns. I, I just, I don't. I don't see him doing that to Iowa State. That would be such a crushing blow to the Iowa State fan base, and to that university uh, to stay in the conference, to leave but to stay in the conference. I, I just – I can't see him doing it. I can't. So unless you know Urban Meyer is like, hey, yeah, I'll come to Austin, pay me $10 mil a year, I'll be there. Uh, you got to stick with Tom. And you got to show confidence uh, behind him as well because if not, it's going to hurt your recruiting. And that's the one thing that Tom Herman has done a pretty darn good job of. Like, I got to give him that. He is he has done. That's why – When you look at what what Texas is doing right now and where they are, like this is not a team that is in the position that it was in under Charlie Strong. It's just it's in a much better place, a much better place, right? They got to I know that they got to win Big Twelve titles. They got to get to college football playoffs. I I understand all of that. I really do. But you compare where this team is now to where it was under Charlie Strong, which was six and seven, five and seven, five and seven. Tom Herman, 7-6, and 10-4 when they got to the Big 12 title game, and then 8-5 and five last year, which was, I, I, you know, I'll be the first one to tell you that was a big disappointment uh, for Texas, and now they're sitting there at 5-3 uh, and three overall, 4-3 and three in the Big 12. But remember, this is a game of inches, all right? That Iowa State game, if they kick the field goal in the second half, the game ends up in overtime, who knows what happens. The TCU game, Keontae Ingram fumbles at the goal line as they're about to win and they lose that game. They are a player two away out of thousands of plays in a season from being 6 and 1 in the Big 12 at this point and 7 and 1 overall and probably playing for a Big 12 title. The program's in a different place than it was under Charlie Strong. It just it is. And he's recruited to his credit. He has recruited very well. He's got a a top 20 class right now, which is actually not good by his standards based on what Texas has done the last couple of years. Last year, they were eighth in the country, first in the Big 12. Uh, In 2019, they were third in the country, first in the Big 12. The 2018 class uh, was also third in the country, first in the Big 12. He has recruited very well. Player development, different story, but he's recruited very well. So I'm not moving on unless you got an obvious answer for me. Now, for Matt Campbell, does he stay, does he go? That's the other big question around the Big 12 right now. I believe Matt Campbell's coaching at Iowa State in 2021. I, I really believe that. Our guy Matt uh, Postens, wrote a great piece on heartlandcollegesports.com about Matt Campbell. And he had five reasons why Matt Campbell has, uh, is not going to go anywhere. I thought it was very well put together, very well thought out by him. And I'm just going to run down him real quick because I agree with all of them, actually. And uh, let's start off with number one. He's always wanted to be in Ames. That's true. He gets paid well. That makes it easier to keep him. Matt Campbell, you know, is a guy making almost four million a year. Yes, can he make six, seven, eight somewhere? Probably. But, you know, Matt Campbell's a guy that has shown time and time again, he's had job offers, bigger job offers or bigger job interview offers, and he hasn't taken them. He's not driven by money. He's not driven by climbing that ladder. Uh, The COVID coaching carousel is going to be different. Less coaches are going to get fired because of COVID. Uh, He's got the Gary Patterson model down pat. You know, he he understands what he can do to get those guys in there and build them up. The high three-star guys make them four- and five-star players. And also, Campbell's got a job in mind. He may have a job in mind. As an Ohio guy, he may just be like, hey, if Ohio State ever opens up, I'll take it. If not, I got a great thing going. And that's the truth. Like, Matt Campbell doesn't seem like an NFL guy to me. Like, I don't know about you, but he doesn't feel like an NFL guy to me. He just doesn't. Matt Campbell likes grooming boys into men. He likes taking young men and making them better people and better players. You can just get that feel from him. The NFL is corporate. The NFL, the guys are making more than you. They're family men. They got husbands. They got wives. They got kids running around. Um, you know, they show up to work. They go home. They got a private life. It's so much different from college. And Matt Campbell is the the, the personification in many ways of an old school college co- college coach with that modern 21st century twist. And that's what you you got to really appreciate about him. So I think he's going to be here. He's got a great thing coming back in 2021. I don't see uh, a Michigan luring Matt Campbell away, but, you know, I could be wrong. I I just, I don't see it. I don't. I'm Pete Mundo. Heartland College Sports Weekly is the show. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is the site. It is uh, a rocking week for the Big 12. Uh, Let's get the perspective on this from somebody that has uh, really good insight. Levi Stevenson, Wide Right, Natty Light joins us next, and also our Big 12 Power Rankings. We go up and down the conference, coming up on HeartlandCollegeSports.com. And guys, before we continue, we've got a full slate of Big 12 football this weekend. And you know what that means? Our picks. And that's where our friends at MyBookie come into play at MyBookie.com, where with the promo code Big 12, Big 1-2, you get a 100% sign-up bonus. Our picks went 3-1 against the spread last week. We only missed the Oklahoma State game, which we should have covered if Desmond Jackson ran it into the end zone on that final play. Oh, man. But still, we're rocking and rolling. We are now 25-17 and on the season against the number. Pretty darn good. And with the promo code BIG12, BIG12, you double your sign-up bonus at mybookie.com. So you put in $100, $250, $500, you get that money in free play. Yes, free play money from our friends at mybookie.com with the promo code BIG12. Use it for college, NFL, whatever you want. MyBookie.com promo code BIG12. Get in on it, guys. It's a great way to help Heartland College sports and also in the process have a hell of a lot of fun with our picks. Three and one last week. MyBookie.com promo code BIG12. All right, Chris. Well, we keep rolling in Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. I'm Pete Mundo, and a guy who is a, a friend of the show, Levi Stevenson, wide right Natty Light joins us. They do a great job covering the Iowa State Cyclones. Uh, I was up at Iowa State last year for the TCU game, you know, back when, like, stadiums were full and stuff, and Levi had a chance to tailgate a little bit together, and he told me a great story that I wanted him to share with, with you about Matt Campbell, the relationship with Ames, how this is so unique and different from your typical head coach, shows up, turns around a program, and leaves. Because we all know now the rumblings are out there around Matt Campbell and what he might do next. Levi, thanks for being here. And and just take us through uh, what this relationship has been like the last few years.
1: Yeah, so Matt Campbell is a – you can talk to anybody – talk to anybody that's that's spent more than five minutes in the same room with the guy and you can tell that he's a he's a different cat mm-hmm. um he he works differently he is wired differently than any coach you'll ever meet and and I'm, I'm trying to remember who said i just heard it the other day but um i think it was i think it was a guy from 247 maybe i was watching a little clip about 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 matt campbell that they were doing and he, was, and he had a good way to describe it too is he You talk to anybody that's in scouting, that's in coaching profession, that's in college football, you say, Tell me what you think about Matt Campbell, and then you just sit down and listen, because they will go on and on and on and on about how he does everything right from scouting to player management to recruiting. He just he does everything the way it should be done. And when you get to when you when you start looking at Matt Campbell's relationship with Iowa State and and vice versa is you have to then you have to you have to re to reset your baseline expectations and what your ex and what your assumptions are. Because a lot of times what we see with head coaches, a lot of our assumption is they are looking to climb the ladder to bigger jobs, to more money. That's the assumption. And that's a fair assumption because that's something that we've you know, that's that's based on historical perspective. That's historical data kind of that we're that we're looking at. <laughs> We've seen it, a thousand different times. Um, but, I, like we said, Matt Campbell—he's wired differently. He's not the kind of guy that's looking for a huge contract. The guy doesn't have an agent; he is his own agent. If you are looking to get lots of money, you hire an agent. He yeah. didn't hire an agent; doesn't have an agent because he is—he's so grounded. He and he wants to be—he wants to have his finger on as much as many things as he can, so that way he can make sure that it is up to his standard. The quality control level around that Campbell is really astonishing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then you go look at his relationship with Jamie Pollard. And that's one thing that that he has mentioned before. And Jamie has mentioned before too, about the relationship between those two and how uh, critical, how critical that is to know that Jamie is there to help Matt. Uh, he's built, you know, obviously they built in the South end zone. Now they're building a huge sports performance center and all that. Um you know, helping Matt make sure he has the resources he needs to succeed, um, and it, it's really critical too because you look at his contract and um, he has built-in things. You know, he makes he makes decent money. It's not like he doesn't make like top twenty-five money, but he makes pretty decent money, anyways. I think it's like three three point seven five million, which is on the lower end of power five, but that's kind of where it's at. But what this guy does, you know, earlier this year when they had. Um, when they started cutting back salaries for COVID stuff to help with budget stuff. You know what Matt Campbell did? He covered the cost of his assistance of his assistants uh, cutbacks. Wow. Out of his own pocket. That's <laughs> not like who does that? Yeah. Like who who covers like who covers lost salary for all of his assistants? You know what he does instead of, like it, every, whenever he gets extensions and stuff like that, which he gets one, he gets one seemingly like every other year. You know, he gets the extensions, he rarely, he, you know, he might bump up his salary a little bit more, but almost always the biggest like part of his biggest part of those negotiations, he always, always, always asks for more money for his assistance. Mm-hmm. And like if, if you're a money hungry coach, one, you're probably not focusing on your assistance pay. Two, you are definitely not compensating their pay out of your own pocket. Yeah. Um, it's a guy that understands people and kind of the The famous story that goes with Matt Campbell is when he uh, was the coach of Toledo back in 2015, they came to Iowa state and played, they played in Ames and uh, Toledo ended up losing that game, but he was so impressed with the game day atmosphere, the facilities, the fans, everything that he, after the game, after Toledo had lost, he actually called his wife and said, Hey, this this place is really special. Like if if this job comes open, I really really want to coach here. And this is back when he coached for Toledo. The guy probably had never heard of Iowa State in his life before he before they plopped Iowa State on their schedule on their football schedule. Yeah. And shows up and instantly falls in love with the place. And they talked with Jamie, who actually like their their interview that they did. Jamie flew out to their house in Ohio and they sat in their living room with Matt and his wife and worked it out and went through like. And that like, was a whole day deal where they went through the vision for the program and everything. Like, the relationship that he has with Jamie and that he has with the school, it's really, really special. And it's it's something totally unique where, like, it, it just feels like Matt Campbell was, he was born to be Iowa State's football coach.
0: Well, Levi, obviously, we're all hoping that uh, that that you are right, but I wanted people to hear just that from you because you know this program as well as anybody. You know that relationship as well as anybody. And I think it's important for other Big 12 fans who might be hoping that Matt Campbell is shipped out of Ames sometime soon and that he wants that next job, that they might be sorely disappointed. So uh, thanks for hopping on and just kind of giving that perspective to us. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, yeah thanks for having me on. Good stuff there with Levi Stevenson joining us on the show. And, uh, you know, just to reiterate, if you're a Big 12 fan, I don't care if you're Oklahoma or Texas, you should want Matt Campbell to stay at Iowa State. Like, it's good for the Big 12 that one of the most sought-after coaches in the entire country at any level is in the conference and is in Ames, Iowa. So I know, like, Texas fans and Oklahoma fans are like, oh, man, the guy beat us. We want him out. You should want that competition. It's good for the conference to have more uh, upper echelon coaches involved. It's just, it's a good thing for the conference and the health of the conference and the future of the conference. So that's, that's where I come from as a big 12 guy and a big 12 fan. All right, let's do a quick rundown of our uh, power rankings for the week. Uh, We are going to go one through 10. We usually do it uh, this time each and every week. And let's go through them here quickly. And start off with the Iowa State Cyclones at number one in the power rankings. And how do you not? They beat Texas, and uh, they are in sole possession of first place in the Big 12 Conference. At number two, I've got the Oklahoma Sooners. OU's game, of course, was postponed against uh, West Virginia due to COVID-19 issues. So OU was won last week. I just move them down. Uh, More credit to Iowa State than it is uh, disrespect for OU in any way. At number three, the Oklahoma State Cowboys find themselves in that third spot after beating Texas Tech on Saturday in a Big 12 game that felt like it was out of the early 2010s with all the wackiness that took place. Uh, plus, Desmond Jackson, uh, the replacement for Chuba Hubbard. Boy, uh, if if Saturday's game was any indication of what's to come, 235 yards, uh, just an absolute stud. At four, I've got the West Virginia Mountaineers, also idle uh, because of the COVID-19 issue with the Oklahoma Sooners, so they stay in the four spot. Texas falls from three to five, and uh, you know what? There is so much drama there right now. What's going on with Urban Meyer? Does he want the job? Does he not? Is his wife looking for real estate in Austin? That was reported here earlier in the week. It's on heartlandcollegesports.com if you want to read about it. So Texas drops down from three to five in the power rankings after their loss to Iowa State. Baylor's up to number six. I don't think Baylor's cracked uh, anything above eight for the better part of you know the last several weeks, uh, at least. But I got Baylor at number six after a, a win over Kansas State on a last second field goal. Charlie Brewer, tough guy, real tough dude, and I think Baylor fans are going to miss him once he's gone. I know. I know some fans are tough on him, but I think they'll miss him at number 7 TCU in the same spot as last week. Yes, they crushed Kansas, but it's it's Kansas. Kansas is just so bad. I can't I can't move you up in the power rankings. When you beat Kansas by 30 cuz you're supposed to. Just can't do it. At number 8, Texas Tech, they fall from 6 after the loss to Oklahoma State, and uh, the best thing to say about Tech this week is that they didn't quit on Matt Wells. All right? They didn't quit on him. They were down 20. They nearly came back to beat Oklahoma State, but they still lost. And I don't know if Matt Wells is the guy moving forward, but at this point, I think Tech needs to stay the course and continue to figure out if it can rebuild effectively. Kansas State keeps sliding, by the way, down to number nine. 4-0 in Big 12 play at one point. They are now 4-4. and And with the way the last four games have unfolded, two close losses, two blowouts, It is frustrating. K-State fans are allowed to be ticked off right now by everything going on. Just just the way it's played out the last few weeks. They got a chance this week against Texas. I believe that. And then at 10, Kansas is going to Kansas. But, um, you know, quietly look at what they're doing on the recruiting side. No juco's, All high schools. That's what you got to do to rebuild the right way. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. It's great to be with you on another busy week for the Big 12 Conference. Coming up next, picks and previews. That's coming up. Well, it's that time of the week for our picks and our previews against the spread, heading into the final full week of the Big 12 season. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 Digital media outlet. And by the way, the picks went three and one. Three and one last week against the spread. So on the season, we're now twenty-five and seventeen. That's a good mark. That's that's you know, in the realm of what you're looking for here. So let me just break that down for you real quick. I'll give you a percentage on that. Twenty-five and seventeen. So that would be on the season. A 59, 60%, 60% rounded up, 59-5 winning percentage, which is, hey, when you talk about batting, that's a good number, 3-1 last week. So let's get to it and go in order of the games. Start with Kansas State and Texas. All right, K-State is a seven-point dog, and I'm going to roll with the Wildcats in this game going up against a Texas team that just got knocked out of the Big 12 title picture against Iowa State in that heartbreaker last week. On top of that history, not on Texas's side, they're 1-5-1 against against the spread in the last seven games. They are 3-13 against Kansas State against the spread in their last 16 meetings. They are 0-8 against the spread in their last eight road games in Manhattan. So Manhattan does not treat the Texas Longhorns well. In fact, the Kansas State Wildcats don't treat the Longhorns well. You know, Texas, I think, can still pull out a close win. But either way, I'm taking Kansas State and the seven points. On top of that, Texas, two of its captains, Samuel Cosme and Caden Stearns, have decided that they're going to opt out of the rest of the season. Tom Herman is on a hot seat. People are talking about Urban Meyer all week. I just believe this team has quit on this season. Meantime, K-State's trying to snap a four-game losing streak. They've got young, hungry guys going up against the Texas Longhorns team that you know, we know, that young guys in the Big 12 want to beat Texas, right? They're juiced up for this game. They're home. They want to snap a four-game losing streak and on a high note. And um, you know what? They are still in a very good place against the numbers, 6-2 and against the spread this season in Big 12 play. So I'm going K-State plus 7 in this game on Saturday against Texas. Then we've got uh, Texas Tech in Kansas. Now, this is a big number. Texas Tech, who's, let's be honest, not very good, uh, is a 27-point favorite. Last year, we know what happened. Texas Tech actually lost to Kansas. This game is in Lubbock. Here's the thing. With Kansas games, you can't, like, break down the matchup. Kansas is horrible. What does your gut tell you, Right. And here's the thing: My gut, my gut leans me to Kansas, but I can't do it, because I have bet in favor of Kansas with the points once this season. and it was the Iowa State game and Iowa State put up a garbage touchdown at the end and actually ended up covering. Outside of that, I've gone against Kansas every week, and every week, I've won. The team has always covered against Kansas. Whoever KU plays, the other team covers. So while 27 is a huge, it's a huge number, I get it. I can't go against what's worked. I can't do it. So I'm going to roll with the Red Raiders minus 27 at home against the Kansas Jayhawks. And you know what, Uh, Tech, don't make me feel dumb. All right, please don't do it. Don't make me look like a fool because I don't like this. I don't want to do Texas Tech minus 27 in this game. They haven't earned it. But at the same time, KU has done nothing, nothing to earn me putting anything, I, putting a dime on them and the points. So I got to go with what I know. And that's Texas Tech minus 27. All right. So that's uh, not exactly an analytical observation for you, but that's how I'm deciding that one. Next up, uh, Oklahoma State and TCU. The Pokes are a two and a half point favorite on the road and uh, I was surprised. I thought it'd be a bigger number. You know, Oklahoma State is still in a Big 12 title race. Let's not forget that, okay? If OU loses a game here in the next couple of weeks and Oklahoma State wins out, the Pokes are playing for a Big 12 title. I think people forget that in a weird way. They are a much better team on both sides of the ball. They should have covered the number last week. Desmond Jackson did not run into the end zone. In garbage time, he did a classy thing. He slid down at the five-yard line. They should have covered that game. Uh, They'll cover this week. Um, And the reason they'll cover this week, a couple of reasons. First off, TCU is not very good at protecting its quarterback. It's just not a specialty of theirs. The offensive line has gotten a little bit better. But this Oklahoma State defense is second in the Big 12 in sacks per game. Going up against a TCU team that, um, in terms of preventing sacks, not doing a great job of that. They are seventh, seventh in the Big 12 in that department and uh, the offense you know zach evans is going to be a really good running back but the offense is still struggling mightily for tcu while that oklahoma state defense uh, was not great last week against texas tech that was their worst performance by far but i think they wake back up this week uh the offense is still in a very good place with desmond jackson even if chuba hubbard is done uh so i i very much like where oklahoma state is in this game i'm surprised the number so low i think it's an easy pick Oklahoma State minus two and a half points against TCU this weekend. Then we've got West Virginia, Iowa State. It's a very good game. Very good game. Uh, I'm surprised the number's as big as it is, but I'm going to take West Virginia and the points on the road. West Virginia plus seven is the pick that I like in this game. You know, Iowa State is coming off that huge win against Texas. Everyone's tearing up on the road, uh, you know, taking on Texas, getting that big win, getting to the Big 12 title game. Essentially, West Virginia was resting. The OU game was postponed due to COVID issues with the Sooners. Uh, They had the best defense in the Big 12. This is a battle of the best two defenses in the Big 12, actually. Um, When you look at points allowed, it's one and two. If you look at total defense, they're two and three. But points allowed, this is the first and second best defense in the Big 12. And in terms of time of possession, they both want to control the clock. West Virginia is second in time of possession. Iowa State is third in the Big 12 in time of possession. So factor the fact that you've got two great defenses. You've got Iowa State with possibly a letdown game. Not that they they can't win. I, I think they should win. But still, a full touchdown coming off of last week while West Virginia was home resting. I know it's senior day for Iowa State, so that should juice them up a little bit. But, uh, you know, too much emotion coming off of last week and this week, not always a great thing. Not always a great thing. And while Iowa State's offensive line has gotten better, that West Virginia defensive line is is a behemoth to deal with. I mean, it is difficult. So I'm going to go with West Virginia and the points. I'm taking the points. Seven. I know it's on the road. I know it's a senior day. And I know Iowa State's playing its best football of the season, but I like what Neil Brown has, especially on defense. Defense travels, and they'll hang in this game. Whether or not they pull it off, I don't know, but they'll hang in this game, and I'm taking the Mountaineers plus seven. Then we've got Oklahoma Baylor. So OU's COVID issues uh, are up in the air. Some places don't even have this game on the board right now. They just they don't have the game on the board because it's uncertain what's going to happen here with OU. But the number is 21 and a half. I, that's a. Big number. And 69% of the money is coming in on OU, but the line isn't moving. That tells me the big money, the big money is on Baylor. And I know OU's on a great run. They're 5 0 against the number in their past five games. But Baylor got a win last week. Uh, They're 7 10 in their last 10 games against the spread against Oklahoma. And they're going to be juiced up for this game, coming off of last week's win, playing a little bit better. And OU, I mean, they're going to have guys missing. I've heard a lot of guys could be missing from this game uh, on Saturday. You got Bob Stoops helping the coaching staff. He might be calling some plays on defense. I mean, it's a total mess. So the game might not be posted, but if it is, and if you can get in at 21.5, I'd take it. So there are your picks. K-State plus 7. Oklahoma State minus 2.5. Texas Tech minus 27. West Virginia plus 7. And Baylor, plus 21 and a half. Enjoy the games this weekend, guys. I'm Pete Mundo. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is the site. Enjoy the games. And before you head out, before you close out, leave us that rating and review. And we'll get you a Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail. Leave a rating and review on iTunes here and uh, or wherever you listen to the podcast. And then send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at HeartlandCollegeSports.com. And I've got a koozie with your name on it. I put it in the mail personally and don't forget about mybookie.com promo code big12 12, big12 12 for a 100% sign up bonus so it's our way of of saying thank you guys you get that bonus uh, you put in 100 200 300 bucks whatever you want to do and they give you that same amount in free play right out of the gate so full slate this weekend you just got our picks use it for the NFL as well all right guys have a great week and we'll talk to you for our Sunday recap podcast Hit that subscribe button, and we'll talk to you then to recap the games.